0: On Monday, our nation celebrates uh, the holiday of Labor Day, a day that is supposed to honor all the labor, especially when they first put Labor Day in, to making our nation what it what it is. To honor uh, the work it must have taken to make us, you know, the nation that we are. And still, uh, we celebrate that today. That that work is something that even the church would teach is is good, as long as it's done for the the common the common good. So it's a good day to to have, and of course we also know it also symbolizes in many ways the the end of summer, and for many school kids it symbolizes the last day before they go to work in the classroom and and get stuff done. But of course it's not only working for the world that we're called to do, we know more importantly we are called to work for the Lord. See on the bottom of my 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 personal chalice, the one that we use every once in a while. Now we now have a new parish chalice. But on the bottom of my chalice, I think I've shared this before. It's a verse from one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 19, verse 17, where it says, "Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands." What does it look like to have success for the work of our hands? Is it building up great buildings? Is it, is it having a huge bank account? Is it uh, all of that? Of course not. What does it mean to have success for the work of our hands for the Lord? It means that we're working to deepen our relationship with him. You see, our faith life does take work. It does. We hear about this in our gospel today. This very beautiful passage from, from Matthew 16. And of course we have that Jesus is now what? Jesus is on his way to where? He's on his way to Jerusalem and that he is going to have to suffer greatly. He, he even talks about this. He talks, he's going here and Peter tries to say, no, 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 God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. The same Peter who in last week's gospel we hear, the church we built upon. And yet Jesus now does what? rebukes him says get behind me Satan you are an obstacle to me for you are thinking not as God does but as human beings do and then he tells the disciples this is what it means to come after me whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself take up his cross and follow me and that's not just for the disciples of Jesus' time. That's for you and me as well. Denying ourselves, taking up our, our cross, the, the cross that the Lord has put in front of us, and following him. To deny oneself is hard, but we've all done it before. We've denied ourselves. I can think back even back in high school for our football team, our coach, Coach Kallick. He's had a huge pet peeve. He said, during football season, you cannot drink carbonated beverages. He thought it was bad for you. Probably is, I don't know. So all through football season, we weren't allowed to drink pop. Now, did everyone follow that? Of course not. They were sneaking in the Mountain Dew, you know, ahead of time or whatever else it may may be. But we also knew as a team, we kind of made this rule. We must deny ourselves pop. And it was hard as a freshman in high school not to chug that mountain dew. But we were doing it for a greater good, for a football team. It's really not that great, right? The Lord tells us to deny ourselves as well. Deny ourselves what? Well, yes, most importantly, we must deny the sin, the sin that we are tempted with. We must be like Jesus and say, get behind me, Satan. But we also have to deny ourselves sometimes worldly attachments. Even some things that are, are not not bad, it can even be good. I think back to last year, in the end of September of last year, we had a group of parishioners go through something called Exodus 90. It was a group of men. About seventeen of us who, for ninety days, so we're going to forego watching TV, internet use, uh, alcohol, pop once again, right? All of these things, them in them themselves, not necessarily sinful, but that mortification helped us to do what? To rely more on God. And so, in our own life, even today. What does it mean to come after the Lord? It means we must deny ourselves. We must put work into our faith life. And that denying of what? I remember one time someone said, if you really want to do penance, give up salt and pepper. Trust me, try that tonight. That baked potato without salt, those french fries from McDonald's that are having enough salt on them, without more salt, doesn't seem that hard now. But that is a mortification right there. And why are we doing it? It's not that salt in itself is bad. Oh, yes, too much could be. But it's so we can unite ourselves more to Christ and make sure we're not attached to these worldly things. It's putting work in. Our faith life takes work. Jesus does not say, whoever wishes to come after me, just say, hey, I want to follow you. Can I sign up here and that's all we do? That's not how our faith works. It takes work. It takes hard labor sometimes. That cross that the Lord gives us, which sometimes we do not understand. We say, okay, Lord, I'm going to take up this cross and I'm going to follow you because I know where you are leading me. And where is Christ leading us? He's leading us closer to him, And of course we know in this denial of ourselves sometimes and this taking up the cross and following him, we know, we know, we know that we are not doing it alone, but that he is there with us, giving us all of the grace that we need. The grace sufficient for today and the grace sufficient again for tomorrow and the next day and the next day, it's always there. He always provides for us. But what we must do is put the work in. And it's worth it. We hear about this later in the gospel. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And what are we finding? We're finding that that joy. We're finding that that fulfillment. We're finding that that all which will only be found and God He goes on to say, "What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world, that you have all the money in the world? you have everything you need in the world, what if that, what's that going to give you? Nothing when the Lord calls you home. As brother Martel one time told me from Creed Durham Hall, "I've never seen a U-Haul following a hearse." <laughs> it's so true. So why do we spend so much time trying to build up worldly goods? It's not what we're called to do. It's not. It's not the way to the Lord. If it's all we're trying to do, what's gonna happen? We're forfeiting eternal life. Instead, we choose our fulfillment. We choose the Lord and we go to work for him. Lord, work inside of me. Help me to accept your grace. Help me to accept your love. Help me to accept the cross that you have given me so that I can come ever closer to you and be with you, not just in this world, but in eternal life. And so we pray. Give success to the work of our hands, Lord success to the work of our hands.